Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Slider Crusaders, welcome back to our special. We have a podcast, it's called Politics by Faith. And one of the themes of the podcast is, as our last guest said, there's nothing new under the sun. It's true. This is Elon Musk, founder of Neuralink, among others, and Joe Rogan, and they're talking about how computer chips in your brains, uh, what that mean, what that, what's next for human beings. And they're using language, they're using biblical language and themes, they don't even know it. Here. If you taught a child from first grade on how to use some new universal language, I mean, essentially like a, a Rosetta Stone and something that's done with, that interprets your thoughts and you can convey your thoughts with no room for interpretation, mm -hmm. with clear very clear where you know what a person's saying and you can tell them what you're saying and there's no need for noises no need for mouth noises no need for <laughs> yes. these sort of accepted ways that we've uh, sort of evolved to make sounds that we sure. all agree we through our cultural dictionary and right we agree or certain we, we could bypass all that yeah we can still do it for for fun sentimental reasons right <laughs> um, like campfires yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't need campfires. <laughs> I don't need to roast marshmallows. It's kind of fun. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um. Yeah, we won't need language. We won't need to talk to people. I mean, right now, if you go to Japan, you can use your phone, say, hey, where's the bathroom? And then it'll translate it into Japanese, and you can show it to the person. Right? Uh, but eventually, you won't even need to talk. To You won't need to say it out loud. You just say it to the person through your brain, through the Neuralink. You wouldn't even need to talk. You wouldn't even need to ask someone because you would just know where the bathrooms are. It just goes, right? So you wouldn't need any human interaction. One language, the same language, and no human interaction necessary. Everything you would need to know is on the internet, connected to you constantly. Keep in mind also, if you're connected to the internet, then the internet's connected to you. And it will tell you what to think about everything. Also, this chip that is connected to your brain, it changes the electric impulses in your brain. It also changes the hormones in your body. So the government or whoever wants everyone to be a little bit happier, a little bit more positive attitude, a little better morale, a little bit more compliant, just give everyone a little dopamine boost. Why not? It's perfectly dystopian. Why ever move? Just live in a little box of fluid you can connect to the metaverse with AI, live like you're in the matrix. Okay, the biblical points. Universal language that Elon and uh, Joe were just talking about, that's Tower of Babel to a T. Genesis 11, it's after the flood, Genesis 11:1. 1. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. So they had perfect unity. The problem was they were unified in their pride and wickedness and there was no one around to stop them. One reason Hitler was stopped, for instance, is because there was an America. There was a force to stop him. But if we were all under the same wicked, evil leader, there would be no one to stop it. 
And if there is one day there will be one globalist world hoarder with one leader and government power, there's no way to stop that corruption. And that's what the globalists want. World unity is a curse. In the time of the Tower of Babel, the leader was Nimrod, means rebel. And uh, in the Bible, it says he's a mighty hunter. But the word actually means warrior because he was a hunter of people is what that means. He was a mass murderer. And no one was around to check his power. All the people were unified. So be very skeptical of the people who want one world, one world government, one ruling power, and even one language, like our friend Elon Musk. So they in Babel were in complete unity. And then they said, uh, come, let us. Some famous words in the Bible, come, let us. In their pride and ambition and wickedness, come, let us insert microchips into people's brains. Come, let us have chat GPT that just does every, all the thinking for us. Come, let us come up with transhumanist lives. Why not? Come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach the heaven and let us make a name for ourselves. So what we have there in the Bible is a social goal. That's the city. We're going to make a city, a social goal, uh, a religious goal, a tower to heaven, and a psychological goal. We're going to make a name for ourselves. A city, a tower, a name. Social goal, religious goal, psychological goal. How are they going to do it? Why, of course, with new technology. What new technology? Bricks. That's technology. Everything was invented at one point. Like the alphabet was invented. Things were invented. Everything's been invented. Bricks were invented. They used to build things out of stones, something that God just gave them. They were just there. But there were no stones where they were in Babel. So they invented bricks. Verse 3, it's 11 verse 3. Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had bricks for stone and bitumen for mortar. Ancient Jewish teaching says that if someone fell from a building of the tower that they were building, they would not mourn the loss of life. But if someone dropped a brick, they would mourn the loss of the brick. That was their level of devotion to the new technology. They valued it more than human life. Technology was valued more than people. So they used a new technology to organize the people and worship themselves, make a name for themselves. And God stopped them and said, behold, they are one people and they all have one language, Joe Rogan. And this is the only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. And that's when God scattered people all over the earth and created different languages. Stopped the building of the tower, to say the least. Elon wants to undo that with artificial intelligence and Neuralink. Undo it, where we all speak the same computer language and we're all connected to the same matrix, dare I say, with one ruler, one leader, certainly godless. Why? So that we can make a name for ourselves. One final point. Godless people, these godless people, believe in evolution. They think we're just a collection of electric currents in the brain, chemical reactions. That's it. They truly believe that's what we are. Elon talks about, uh, he calls it save state. S-A-V-E, save state. And the idea is that you die, but you can use artificial intelligence to continue on in this pseudo-consciousness. And you can be put into a new biological being and live forever. 
and never even know the difference. You never even know that you died and no one else would even know you died because they could still communicate with this AI version of you, this algorithm made up of you. So you lived your life and there's enough data there so that the AI would know how you would respond and react to things forever in the future. And you wouldn't even know the difference and no one else would know the difference as well. Pretty amazing, pretty horrific. And Rogan's like, hey, that's a little disconcerting to think that you could just be a brain in a vat of fluid and not know what's real or not. And Elon said, you're already a brain in a vat of fluid. That's who these godless people think you are. That's how these godless people view human beings. I often think of a conversation we had years ago on this show with a world-famous psychologist. His name's Roy Baumeister. And I asked him what the bombardment, he has a book called The Power of Bad. And I said, what does this bombardment of bad news do to the human soul? I'll never forget it. And he said, well, social psychologists don't like to talk about the soul, but I can tell you what it does to the brain. And it's like, listen, that's kind of interesting, but it's way more interesting to know what it does to the soul. No one talks about the soul anymore. I beg of you, if you get nothing else from this special, feed your soul. AI is not a soul. It has no soul. It can never recreate the soul. Everything made by AI is missing something. It's missing a soul behind it. Do not lose your sensitivity to that. The soul is essential. The soul is everything. Do not ignore it. I was talking to Oliver Lane the other day. He's the, the Breitbart London correspondent. Because on his Twitter, he has a lot of stuff about art and architecture. And I asked him why he cares so much. Why do you care so much about art and beauty? Here's what he said. Well, what, we, what you and I do day to day at work is, um, is intellectual, essentially. It's, it's politics of the brain. But uh, when it comes to aesthetics and architecture, that, yeah, that speaks to the soul. Um, and you, you cannot win one without the other. Um, to save civilization, we have to have both. So that's where I express that. Mm. Can't have one without the other. Can't win one without the other. Be very wary of the people saying, come, let us make artificial intelligence and feed your soul. It's the most important thing. It's the most neglected thing. And it's the thing they want more than anything. As Solomon said, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Mike Slater, spread the word. five-second impression of a snapping turtle coming out of its shell. <laughs> Did it mess up my hair? Nope. Yeah, so that's not real. That was a made-up, fake, artificial intelligence thing of Tom Cruise. Uh, the battle for reality is... Unbelievable. People are not going to be able to know what's real and what's not. We have a tough enough time with it as it is. Luke Avery is here. His YouTube channel is Lambda Bible Studies. Please follow that. Luke, how are you, sir? Wonderful to talk to you. Yeah, really excited to be here. Um, it's a very prescient topic, isn't it? Mm, I'd say the most. I think it's the most important for the next uh, maybe decade or so. Is it's going to permeate everything, including the church. So I, I need to get a Christian biblical perspective on this. From a worldview perspective, how should Christians view artificial intelligence? 
Yeah, I think there are some worries that are perfectly founded, and it's understandable that Christians should be concerned about it. There's other things that Christians, I think, uniquely don't need to worry about. There are some mm-hmm. concerns about AI replacing humans, and there's things I believe that God has created in us that's impossible for us to replicate. Um, in a way, artificial intelligence is teaching us more about what it means to be human. Um, so it's, it's very interesting to think about. Yeah, that's good. I, I love the optimistic take on it. Speak more to that. Yeah. How can it teach us how to be more human? Because I'm definitely on the dystopian side right now, and I don't want to be. So how can it teach us to be more human? Yeah, I've made that my mission a little bit recently to try to find the, to try to find the light. You know, every cloud yeah. has that silver lining. And I think one of the interesting effects of AI is that people feel threatened in their humanity. And it's interesting to think if, if artificial intelligence is the same as humanity, it really just means humanity equals intelligence. But there's more to us than just our intelligence. And, and by understanding the difference between talking to a chatbot, for example, and talking to a real person, real flesh and blood, I think we understand that God's made us more than just calculating, processing machines. And, you know, it should drive us to appreciate real human connections over whatever uh, synthetic artificial things that, that we might interact with. A hundred percent. It should. And I always say real life's better than fake life. But I don't think it does. I don't think well, Elon Musk uh, said, you know, we're already part cyborg. We're already connected to our phones. And I think our phones have robbed us of mm. humanity and relationships and all the rest. So I, I, I don't see why just uh, this on like fentanyl times a thousand with artificial <laughs> intelligence, we'd be any wiser about it, you know? Uh, sorry, I'm just gonna keep being negative to you. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think that's good because these are the, the negative thoughts all of us are having going through our head, confronted mm-hmm. with this new technology. And I, I guess in a sense, we're confronted with two paths. Do we go down the route, the very tempting route of artificial reality, you know, the things that are, that, that are like um, artificial foods that are fundamentally not mm-hmm. nutritious, but are so convenient, seems so powerful and alluring, but is a, is a dark path. Um, I'd like to think that as the technology becomes more obviously dystopian, actually it will push mm. people to realize the significance to take another path consciously and, and move away from that. So, so whereas we're approaching a point where we can replicate um, to a large degree human interaction digitally, um, I, we, we'll never get to a point where it's a healthy replacement. And and I actually Mm -hmm. want it to be that trigger for people to say, I need to invest in my actual family, my actual friends, and, you know, get out of that digital box. Yes, in ways it's already done that to me. The the worse things get, the more obvious it is to reject. And I hope Mm. people choose that. Um, Let's talk about the soul. Mm. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is kind of my thinking with this. Uh, sure. A lot of atheists, we were talking about Silicon Valley people, uh, they believe evolution and uh, we're all about the brain. And we're just like mm. chemical reactions in the brain and that's all that matters. So we're gonna like replicate the brain forever in a artificial death. Uh, but the Christians understand there's a soul. There's more mm-hmm. to life than just your brain. Uh, but people don't use that language. We don't talk about the soul anymore, even though this artificial intelligence is soulless. Can you give me some more words to understand these important concepts? 
Yeah, a lot of the experts in artificial intelligence, the people who've been ringing the alarm bells, fundamentally have a belief set that comes out of the Enlightenment where they, mm-hmm. they truly believe that humanity and, and um, consciousness and emotions and all of these things are nothing but the collision of particles creating emergent properties. Um, as Christians, I think we can push back on that and say not only is that intuitively ridiculous, but actually we <laughs> believe that the reason that we have this unique experience, a conscious experience, is because we're made in the image of God. And so although, well, this is the, this is the fear, I guess, that they say, well, we're, you're only a brain. And a brain is just processing, so we can create that in silicon. And there's no reason mm-hmm. that we couldn't recreate a human. We just need smarter computers. I, I think as Christians, we've got reason to say, actually, no, the brain is not just a processing machine that produces humanity, but we have the, the breath of life breathed into us by God. And there's something divine. There's a, a whole spiritual realm that is mm. fundamentally, philosophically, at a deep level, different from what can be created in silicon on on a computer. If we can tap into that, mm. uh, it's a whole new level of truth and wisdom well, that that people won't it, have. I, I, I lament that. It, it, it's been one of the, I think, one of the ways that the the devil has lied to us for you know however many hundred years into thinking that we live in this kind of soulless box. So once again, to be the voice of optimism here, um, that lie, I think, will start to unfold. Um, We'll probably be replaced by another lie of some sort, and maybe we will get more dark spiritual attacks. But um, at least I I think people are starting to, uh, in a sense, their fear about AI comes from a deep unsettling feeling that they've been lied to and that they're starting Mm. to uncover that lie for themselves. Uh, I got to bring up Neil Postman in every segment now, so I got to bring it to you. Our last guest uh, mentioned, uh, Neil Postman said something like, uh, the, the problems of humanity can't be solved with technological solutions. Mm. Uh, can you speak well, to that? Like, Think about the book of Ecclesiastes, which, which says that there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it can be said this did not previously exist? It did exist in the ages before, and it will exist again. And I I really do believe that's true. People think that there are new problems created by social media. They're actually just the same old problems that society has always had. Maybe they're superpowered, but the, the same core reality of human existence is pretty much continuous. I mean, that's why we read ancient literature and it feels so fresh and up to date because the realities of human experience are the same. So to, to some degree, even though challenges will arise, perhaps AI will lead to people losing their jobs, perhaps AI will lead to increased governmental totalitarian control. You know, these are all legitimate issues for Christians to fear. But we do know that um, deep down, our contentment should come from Christ. We know that God is in control of all of reality, and he will inevitably bring about his victory in the end. Um, I was actually just reading earlier today about um, Jesus talking about the end times um, in the book of Matthew, and he, he was talking about those wars and rumors of wars, and all of these terrifying things 
then he actually says there's no like don't be troubled by it for these things must come to pass and in a sense the in, in the big scary unknown future with all this ai i think that's the attitude that we should have that we shouldn't let our hearts be troubled who can add a, an hour to his life by you know by worrying right but but yeah. actually God's got all of this. He's he's not taken by surprise by this new technology. Um, you know, he'll bring good out of it. No, that's true. We must believe it's true. My last question for you, um, to go back to the soul, the uncanny valley. So for those mm. who don't know, it's the idea that when you look at a, a mannequin or something, it looks real, everything looks real, but something about the eyes. You can't, <laughs> they can't quite get the eyes right, but they're yeah. getting the eyes right. Luke, you know, yeah. like that clip we played, right? They're starting to, uh, and I've seen like it's AI you people. Can go up the other end, yeah. Exactly, right? And there's like AI art. So, like, they'll just type in, like, draw a painting, and it'll be like a painting. Mm. And it's like pretty good. Like, they're getting better and better. But it's, here's what I'm saying I still want there to be an uneasiness in me. I still want to be able to look at an artificial thing and say, that's, that's not real, that's not right. But I'm worried it's gonna get so good and I'm gonna get so desensitized to it that I'm not even gonna know the difference. And then the worst thing is you don't even really care. Can you give me some advice on that? Yeah, um, I guess in terms of the recognition, um, never discount how incredible we are at pattern recognition. Early CGI to us is extremely quick. We can detect it in the flash of an eye, right? But at the time, the audiences were wowed. So. I actually think we will get better at picking out what okay. the AI is doing and spotting it. Um, that that uh, uncanny valley effect, actually we will become more sophisticated and the valley becomes harder to cross. Mm. Um, the, the other thing I, I wanted to mention was that we are in the image of God and in a sense the things that we create are always in the image of us. It's an image of mm. an image and like a series of photocopies, there's always some degradation um, if it's done with the right attitude it's not even necessarily a bad thing to do if it's to the glory of God but but the um, the AI that we make is one way we image ourselves but so is um, so is our hand painted uh, portraits so is a story that we tell that, that captures some essence of of humanity so I, I think we should we should re recognize, as you say, and remember that it is only an image of us. Um, but we we don't need to uh, we don't need to fear it as a completely a cataclysmic, um, you know, a, a difference in type. It's just the new mm. expression of of humanity that that we that's coming onto the scene. That's right. Much more fair. I will need your optimism in these years to come. Luke Avery, <laughs> uh, YouTube channel is Lambda Bible Studies. I hope we can talk again, sir. Great. Thank you very much. Bye. Let's come back and talk about how, again, nothing new under the sun. It's just the Tower of Babel. That's it. Joe, uh, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk were talking about the Tower of Babel. They didn't even know it. You'll know it next. Spread the word.